new woo-ho, we get a clue, yo, do I blew your mind from you, you to Soho, Cody Willow, New Mexico, Lobo, Muddy Souls, get around like hobos, yeah, we be tearing it up, you gon' get it, how you giving it up? Hello and welcome back to another episode of Cody Underground. I am Cody Willard, and today I have a very special guest, um, old friend of mine that I've known for probably 15 years. I think was first time I crossed paths with the one and only Tim Sykes. Timothy, hey, man. welcome to Cody Underground. It's great to hear to hear your voice, to talk to you a little bit here. What's going on with you? Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It's been too long. I've been. Uh, just in this kind of crazy mode of building my little education business, as I have been for nearly a decade now. And, you know, you've done, frankly, an amazing job of building your own brand and building that business. Tell For the people that on my end that don't know Timothy Sykes, tell us what it is you do for a living. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I mean, I trade stocks, but I also teach. And I trade ugly, low-priced penny stocks, which everyone hates. Um, But I've always had success with them because, frankly, I don't really believe in them. I don't invest in them as if they're like the next Microsoft. Um, I trade their volatility, and I use that volatility long and short to grow my small accounts. So I've taken uh, 12000 now and turned it into $4.4 million over the years. And now my students are doing the same. Uh, my top student has turned 1500 into $2.9 million in five years. So, you know, we're little specks on Wall Street compared to the money that you could make in the real trading world. But the cool thing is, you know, this is quite a lot of money to a lot of people. And I frankly well, enjoy Tim, teaching much more than I do trading. You know, it's not just about the adrenaline anymore. It's about, you know, giving financial freedom to people if they study and prepare enough. And, and it's a beautiful thing. Well, you're underlying some of the things they have to do. They've got to prepare. They've got to study. They've got to learn. But I, as a rule of thumb, warn everybody to stay away from penny stocks. The average person is going to do what you're doing. They're not. They're not wired right. They don't have the time and the money. Who is the ideal student? And what? Let's be clear that you're not suggesting. You know the plastic surgeon in Los Angeles and the plumber in Cincinnati to be out there trading penny stocks like you. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it it definitely takes a a very specific individual. You know, I have a few millionaire students now. They all seem to be uh, kind of, you know, thinkers who, 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 who think outside the box and they don't have full-time jobs. You know, trading is very intense, especially when you're trading uh, very volatile and, and speculative stocks. So all of my most successful students, I mean, this is not just like a hobby where you're like, oh, let me just put some money into this. I mean, this is this is a serious endeavor, and, you know, you have to do research, and you have to look at patterns, and you have to really learn a lot of counterintuitive rules about cutting losses quickly and, you know, risk management and not going too big no matter how sure you are about a stock, long or short. You know, I've been shorting a lot of scams that are, you know, just total scams, and they should go to zero, and yet for whatever reason, because of manipulation, because of, Wolf of Wall Street type characters, they can go up for a few days or even a few weeks. So, okay, so there's a lot of again, opportunity, but you have to be very meticulous, and that is something and, I want to be clear about. Correct. And, Tim, everybody who knows me or has been reading me or followed me over the years knows how anti-penny stock scam I am. And, you know, over the last few years, I've blasted apart in a numerous series of articles on MarketWatch and Scudify about 
And and by the way, everybody, you can find my own personal trading positions, my own stocks and the stocks I'm buying and shorting. Um, I I don't do penny stocks except sometimes on the short side. Maybe I buy some puts on them. But if they're big enough and they've got those out there. But the point being that most penny stocks are a scam. I mean, the vast majority of these companies are are you know reverse merger scams that are insiders trying to get this thing hyped up and get retail investors to buy the worthless shares at the highest price possible from the insiders who then give themselves more shares anyway. Yes, and you got to love it because it creates an inefficiency. So what I teach is like, you know, not how to read profit and losses and revenues and stuff like that because that's, you know, big companies. And frankly, I think those are a lot of guessing games. For me, it's about this inefficiency. How many insiders were paid? What were they paid? What are their prices? When can they sell? How much is this promotion? When will the promotion likely be over? So I'm looking at a lot of different indicators. And, you know, it's scary and it's definitely risky. It's not for the faint of heart. But, Tim, when you're doing this on the long side, how do you avoid being part of the problem of, hey, I'm buying this stock and you're putting the, the word out there and now there's people that don't really follow you very well and don't understand what you're doing. And they end up buying those shares either from you or from some, some one of your own students or from those insiders as that promotion part of the cycles of that scam is happening. Yeah, I mean, I really try and stay away from buying promoted companies. Uh, when I do buy a company, it's like an earnings winner where they've actually reported good earnings or like a big licensing deal. There are a few of them. I mean, I, I buy some like $800 million companies. I mean, I was buying CLF. It's an $800 million company. They just signed a deal with an $8 billion company, uh, 10-year uh, mining and ore agreement. So I do like to buy stocks that have quality news as opposed to promotions. Promotions, I'm, I'm almost uniformly uh, shorting and, and betting against because even if so they don't collapse today, they'll collapse tomorrow. So here's an example that's poignant right now and fresh on everybody's mind if they're paying attention at all to the Libertarian Party or penny stocks, and that would be the McAfee uh, yes, MGT. So talk to us about that scam I've been shorting and that what nicely. it is. Yeah, so John McAfee, you know, created the antivirus software that was so popular and got bought out uh, for mo- multiple $7 billion. Um, but he was not a part of it when it was a $7 billion company. He was a part of it when it was a very small company, and it took his name. So, yes, I mean, you could say he's an innovator, but he also has a lot of questionable behavior with, uh, you know, murder allegations and running for president and, you know, a whole bunch of just very questionable uh, quotes and, and videos that he's made. But for whatever reason, this stock that he has now become CEO of, MGT, basically through a reverse merger, the stock has gone from 40 cents all the way up to $5 a share on optimism about what he's going to do with the company. And I was shorting it in the fours and the threes. It's now in the twos. Um, so, you know, I don't know if it's going to succeed or not in the long run. What I'm interested in is the fact that part of his contract actually he gets paid if the stock remains over $2 a share. So, in effect, he becomes a promoter or a pumper, and he's tweeting like a madman trying to keep the stock over $2 a share. And did you buy that one on the way up? No, I did not buy it on the way up. I never believed in it. I actually did bought it. Uh, the other day when he gave up running for president. So I don't like buying on the way up. I never trusted. I didn't know, first of all, that it was going to go to $5 a share. In hindsight, I probably should have bought it on the way up. But I really do not like 
his situation and this company situation. I only did bought it the other day because it had a 50% retrace. And I knew that, you know, when you have a 50% retrace, a lot of naked shorts are caught and then you have news. So I bought it for a little short squeeze and it worked for, you know, are you still short? Hours. Are you short or long no. the position now as we're talking? So now I have no position. So for me, I mean, I made more money shorting it. I actually shorted uh, two or three times in the threes and the fours. Um, but again, it's, it's tough to find shares to short, as you said, you know, sometimes you can do puts on these shares, but for me, this is just the latest, you know, craze where, I mean, this thing is trading 30, 40, 50, 60 million shares every single day. And it's all, you know, BS. And so where will it be in two years? I don't know. I don't care. I don't try and think, you know, long-term, I'm not a long-term investor. I'm just trying to play the volatility. And you know, I guess my question really then is, is there any chance that, MGT in two years as a real company? I'd say there, there's a, a between a 1% and a 2% chance. I think that's about right. That's about right. Maybe not <laughs> the 1%, but we're about in the right ballpark. It's very, I mean, it's, extremely, it's, it's a very it's, inexact science, but the odds are against him. The, the odds are against him, but at the same time, I'm not worried about that. I, you know, I'm sure there will be some new pump or some new play in a year or two. I just take it one trade at a time, one setup at a time. Like right now, I'm not a long-term investor. I wait for these inefficiencies to pop up, and then I'm trying to profit off of them. And do you ever – are you at some point, even if you don't right now, do you have mutual funds? Do you have an IRA? Do you save some of this money for the future? I mean, I know you. part of your persona and promotion is – spending that money and showing people what they can do with the gains they they get to make if they are successful. But what, what, give us an idea. Do you own any mutual funds or cap stocks (laughs) or anything for the long run? I have no mutual funds. I have a few hedge funds, which have done well for me. I have a lot of cash. I bought a nice house for my parents. I just bought a new Ferrari. I don't spend that much. I actually spend less than 10% of my income, but you know, you can you can do very well with with just a, a you know a small amount. You don't have to be a billionaire. And in fact, the billionaires that I know are some of the most screwed up people in the world. So I'm okay with just a few million dollars, and, I have and a you can live a says, very comfortable life. Yeah, I have a friend who talks about some like if he sees a company sell for a few billion dollars, and he goes, "Man, that's the kind of money that'll mess up those people's grandkids." Oh, I I would go great grandkids, cousins, exactly. I mean, the whole family. It's it's just too much. You know, I'm so, very comfortable but, having a few million dollars. That's I'm good. So are you comfortable? How much do you, is your income on education and fees versus the trading part? Yeah. So I'm actually really strange in that. So I, I went back to trading with just $12,000 um, this year and I, I try and grow a small amount so that my students can see exactly what I'm doing. So my 12,000 has grown to roughly 50,000 uh, in 2016, just a profit of, you know, on like stocks like MGT, I'm making 200 or $300. So my overall dollar trading profits are nothing. And I'm making a few million dollars a year from teaching. So I know that's weird in finance. Most people try and manage as much money as possible. I go the opposite direction in order to teach. I might even, you know, start next year with 5,000 or I could even go into paper trading. It, it and when you're really doing that with the, about teaching with the, the patterns. And when you're doing that with the $12,000, you don't have uh, your $5 million that you made working in another place or something? 
No, I don't have time. Literally, I show every single trade in real time. Some people think that. They're like, oh, so you're trading with this small account for the public, but what are you really doing with your money? I literally do not trade any other accounts. I don't have any time because every single day I'm, I'm sending out real-time alerts and, and teaching. That is my priority and focus, and it's, I know it's strange, but it, it works really well for, for my education business. Kim, anybody in the public eye, especially someone that's you know doing something that many people consider controversial, penny stocks at all, um, the hate is out there. What do people hate? you about and what do you how does what, go ahead first what why, why why do people hate you sometimes yeah i mean there's there's definitely a little hate anything that is worth doing you're gonna come up with some some haters um you know i mean especially the way that i promote my education business because learning about finance learning about technical analysis and how to read sec filings is not very much fun so instead you know, what I like to do is I just did this for Business Insider last week where I withdraw a million dollars in cash from the bank and I spread it out over my bed and I sell different stuff with stacks of $10,000. So that creates a little hate. But aside from the little hate, it really motivates my students to study. And this is what I've really been tinkering with my social media. I post different photos and different videos and I link different video lessons with every post so I can see what photos get people studying the most. I did a test a few years ago where I did this awesome video lesson for 45 minutes, you know, inside and out, just expose on this penny stock pump and dump, and the vast majority of people didn't even watch more than eight minutes. But then I changed the thumbnail on the video to, you know, my orange Lamborghini, and people watched it for three times as long. The exact same video, just a different thumbnail. So it's pretty crazy what it takes to get people to study, but I do what it takes. Does the hate ever get to you? Does it bother you? Does sometimes the guy say some, something that actually stings a little bit? No, I mean, I, I, I bring it on myself. I don't need to post pictures of my Lamborghini and Ferrari in cash. So I understand why there's going to be hate, but this is why I have, you know, 500-plus free videos on my YouTube channel. And frankly, you know, non-students just don't matter to me. Everything I do is for my students, and I actually – you know, focus on these weird kinds of studies that talk about performance and goal setting. And there's two professors, their name is uh, Latham and Locke, and they found that if you are focusing on a big goal as opposed to a small goal, you will increase your daily performance between 15 and 25%. So for me, posting a picture of a million dollars, even though most of my students only have like a thousand or two thousand dollars, it is that big goal that they should be focused on and they should be studying and working hard to get to that one million. And that will push them every single day until they do reach that. And some of my students actually have, which is kind of cool. What happens to the student that in three months blows out of his thousand bucks because of three trades he did, he blew it. It's just bad timing if they didn't work, whatever it is. Well, the sad fact is that 90% of traders lose money, whether it's penny stocks or Forex or options or anything. So I can't help people, you know, guarantee to make them money. All I can do is teach lessons, and rule number one for me is cut losses quickly. So I would venture that out of everybody who teaches in finance, I would have the fewest people who truly blow up if they follow my rule number one. But like gyms, you know, gym memberships, 80% of people who have a gym membership don't go to the gym. And it's roughly the same sad amount where 80% of people who have my newsletter, they don't even watch the video lessons. They don't even study. They just want hot stock picks. So it's my job daily to try and change them and get them studying. That's why I'm so active on social media. 
That's why, you know, frankly, I am kind of obnoxious with my pictures to get them to study. And as I told you, you know, changing the thumbnail on a video actually works. So, Tim, you know, these let's go back to these like pot penny stocks as a, as an example because they're still in the news and I still have people asking me and who bought them two or three years ago thinking they're sometime going to magically come back or something even though they're down 90 or 99% on every single one of them. And the question is this, knowing that like here's the scam, okay? Let's walk through, people through it a little bit here. You've got a DVD burn company that used to be publicly traded and now it's just a shell out there and it's sitting on an exchange but there's no business underlying it so some guy who runs that shell says hey we should change the name of this company from dvd burn to uh marijuana burn and let's put the stock symbol b-u-r-n uh instead of dvdr and promote ourselves as a penny stock company even though we don't have any any employees we don't have any revenue, we don't have any products, let's build a website and tell people about how we're going to be a billion-dollar company when pot gets legalized across the country, and then they go out and they'll pay a couple of newsletter writers to pay to twenty or $50,000 each to promote that stock, and then eventually those insiders it, sell those shares. They might have paid the newsletter guys in shares too. They pay the brokers in shares, and everybody makes money as long as those share values go up for even just a month or two, and that's what the scam is. And there's no underlying value. It's a scam. My question is this. Where's the SEC, Tim? Why does this inefficiency exist? Why don't they prosecute these scumbags? I, you know, the SEC can't even find, like, a, a multi-billion dollar fraud like Madoff. I mean, it's it's tough to find literally thousands of these little You do it all day, every day, Tim. Why doesn't the well, SEC I, hire you as a, as a watchdog and tell – and be like, okay, here's another scam. Go get these guys. Well, Mark, you this know, you, you figured this I, out when I you think, were 17 years old in your bedroom in high school. I, I think that it comes down to how much work there is to prove that it's a scam, even if it is a scam, you know, how many people were ripped off, how much money is there. And frankly, it's just not, you know, risk reward wise see to go after all these little guys. The good news is that regulators, I am proud to say that they've, you know, started getting a little stricter, you know, mass roots, MSRT is a little uh, marijuana social network, and the NASDAQ actually rejected their application, and the stock dropped 50% because they thought that, or they were marketing themselves as like the Facebook for marijuana investors, and then the NASDAQ came out and said, uh-uh, actually, you can't be on the NASDAQ, and that kind of woke up um, a few of these true believers, but these potheads, they're just not that amazing, smart. Though- they- Tim, what's amazing is that's still not the regulators. That's the market. That was the exchange that chose to do that, not you got to you got to take what you can. You know, whether, I know whoever can do it. You know, if it's if it's the regulators or the markets or you know, I mean, I came out with this whole uh, feature article in Men's Journal uh, in November of 2014, warning about all these companies, and you know, very few people read it, and so many potheads. I still get hate mail every single day because so, I said, you, you know, know, this is all. This is all crap, and all crap if you goes Google, down the toilet eventually. If you Google Cody Willard penny, if you Google Cody Willard penny stocks or Cody Willard pot or anything like that, it will come up. All these articles I wrote about the same time you were doing that, I'm sure, because it was when the thing, you know, when those things were up a thousand percent, and they gone from one cent to twelve cents, and I was getting emails and people GRNA on Facebook from asking me about these over a dollar, five cents to a dollar a share inside of a month. 
20 times your money, and I was shorting GRNH. I covered too soon, as it turned out, but it was scary. It's unbelievable. Tim, last word to you. What's uh, What do you want to leave us with? Um, I would just say that, you know, I know you hate on penny stocks, and I kind of hate on them too, but at the same time, no matter what the niche is, no matter what industry or sector, you know, even like weed stocks, up until 420, they were actually using 420, April 20th, as a catalyst this year. And you got a lot of weed <laughs> stocks that doubled and tripled into 420, then 420, oh and they all crashed. It was unbelievable to me. So no matter what the market is, no matter what the niche is, I just look for volatility. And, you know, you can hate on it. You could say, where are the regulators? Where's the justice? But for me as a trader, for you as a trader, for everybody listening as traders, just look for stocks or industries or financial instruments that are moving. I know a lot of people hate on Bitcoin, but Bitcoin is moving right now. So I don't even mind if you trade Bitcoin, you know, in a way. I, I don't think that it's a good long-term investment. So beware between, you know, trading and, and investing. But if there's volatility, trade it. And just understand that trading is very dangerous and risky. But, you know, it can be fun if you know the rules. Well, I said I was going to leave you the last word, but you actually made me realize. I probably had to just throw out the caveat out there. Everybody, like Tim's hinting at there, trading is very hard. It's very risky. You're going to have to commit to it full time. There is no magic bullet. There's no simple formula. Tim works his butt off to get the results he's got, and it's tough, you know, and he's got it, like he said, too. You know, if you're, if you're going to take his service, you're going to have to take it and be serious about that, too. It's uh, no guarantee, even if – you take, take the service that you'll end up making a lot of money. It's tough to make money in stocks. Tim has certainly, over the years, carved out a brilliant niche for himself and a, a model that works um, at least until the regulators get their heads out of their what you call it. I hope that the regulators do. I'm praying that they do, or I'm praying for a market crash. I could use like a week off or a year off, you know, but until that inefficiency is plugged, I'm going to try and take advantage of it. And I should also mention that I lose between 30 and 35% of the time too. So I'm not right anywhere near 100% of the time. The difference between a successful trader and a non-successful trader is controlling your losses. If you look at my losses, they are very small compared to my gains. So even when I'm wrong, I accept it. I move on. I don't fight the market. I don't fight price action. You are not bigger than the market. The market is always right. You don't matter. Yeah. That's a great point. And, you know, even as a long-term investor, I look at my own portfolio and I've got 10,000% gains in Apple and 4,000% in Google and 400% in Facebook and a few other ones like that. But I have cut losses and allowed those to ride. And that's part of what the lessons are, that are so hard to learn is you don't just double down on the stocks that you're losing on. You want to buy some of those ones that have actually gone up over time too. And that stuff comes, again, with education and learning from people like Tim and Cody Willard. Tim, people can find you on timothysykes.com. Is that correct? Yeah, timothysykes.com and, you know, Timothy Sykes on YouTube where I have 500-plus free video lessons. And you got intuitive rules. It's not about trading from your gut. It's about trading from discipline and ideally listen to, you know, veterans who have seen it all and been there in both bull and bear markets. That's right. And I'll throw out there, people, you can find me and all of my positions and trade alerts at tradingwithcody.com. Be sure to check out the Stedify app for iPhone, Androids, tablets, etc. It's the coolest, best um, finance and investor and trader app you can, you'll ever download. Um, 
Thanks, Tim, for joining me, man. It really is a lot of fun to talk to you. I'll actually uh, give you a shout in a minute offline just to say uh, uh, hi in person. Cool, yeah, man. You're telling me. Thanks again. And Thanks, I got bye. the acid rock. You kidding, you be giving it up. And keep on giving while I'm living it up. Myself, I'ma take from the poor and give to the rich. And double high deep, I dig every ditch. And then be good in the game like Joplin until I'm violated or quit. And I'll be living it up. And keep on living while you giving it up. And about the way he living Take a hit, make a hit, keep a tunnel vision Sign a deal with the fans, go to music prison Who we'll believe you a prophet when you enjoy your music Get a clue, yo, do I blew your mind from Q, you to Soho, Cody Willow, New Mexico, Lobo, Muddy Souls, get around like hobos, yeah, we be tearing it up, and you gon' get it, how you giving it up, you gon' give it while you giving it up, and live, live, living while you living it up, see, I thought I was rich, till I got rich, and found out how rich, rich can get, 